Welcome to the podcast. I'm Colin Rudisell with Kelson Hazelwood here talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and their first game against the Washington Redskins. We're going to dive into all sorts of stats, what we thought about the game, uh, some other things around the league, as well as where we're going to go into next week. Um, so, Kelson, why don't, you, uh, why don't you pick it up with something? Sure thing. Um, the first thing that really stuck out to me about this first game is the return of Deshaun Jackson. What a monumental way to come back to Philly. Two touchdowns over 50 yards. Uh, how many catches did he have? He had eight 10, catches. Eight catches on 10 targets for 154 yeah. yards. Insane. Honestly, like what more can you want from coming back? Yeah, I mean, led the team in catches, yards, averages, touchdowns. You name it, he pretty much had it this game. And I think a new toy that Wentz is really going to appreciate in the long run. Um because interestingly enough, Zach Ertz still 54 yards receiving as well. Uh, I think the combination of having that short route to Ertz and the long route, obviously, to Jackson is really going to benefit the Eagles a lot this year. Um, super wouldn't be shocked if we see Deshaun Jackson being the leading receiver all year long. Hopefully we see a lot more big balls like that. Uh, also saw today that he passed Randy Moss for the second most 50-plus yard touch or touchdown catches in a career, which is pretty insane. That is pretty insane. And yeah, I agree with you. The thing that really stuck out to me is as great as Deshaun looked out there, the other receivers definitely weren't lacking in targets or, or catches. No, no, everybody. I think almost everybody got involved for the most part, uh, besides Arkega Whiteside, but you know, there's a lot of time for him to get involved. Yeah. I think Aguilar also didn't have a super big day, but Mm -mm. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's, there's so many options. It's hard to get everybody involved all the time. So I think everybody's going to be satisfied with just getting a W at the end of the day. But, uh, you know, Washington doesn't have horrible cornerbacks either. Like, it's pretty impressive what Deshaun Jackson did. and He really did look like, you know, 2014 Deshaun Jackson. I mean, yeah, going up against Josh Norman, absolutely. I'm, yeah, I was very impressed by that. What I wasn't impressed about, though, at all was the first half, in my opinion. Um, I mean, what, it was 20-7 to 7 going into halftime? You just get on Twitter and you can see even our own fan base saying that what the hell's going on? I mean, people were pushing the panic button pretty early on. I mean, you don't even have to get on Twitter to see that. You could hear it watching the game. Oh, um, yeah. The stadium was booing them, like, straight up. And they deserved it, I would say. Uh, yeah. I can't, I don't know where I can pull up the stats right away for the first half, but offensively, couldn't get the ball rolling at all. I mean, they were punting uh-huh. pretty much every time. I think we went four and out on one drive. Uh, something I want to talk about with that, too, but I just want to keep on this for a second. The defense was absolutely terrible um yeah it was it was looked bad out there definitely for the first half yeah i mean when you're talking about case keenum throwing the football who he's he's a decent quarterback but terry mclaurin five catches 125 yards for washington chris thompson at 68 vernon davis who's got to be 85 years old had 59 and that ridiculous touchdown catch on the first yeah drive. that that should have never happened we'll just chalk that up to what he lose his grandfather Yes, yeah, he yeah. Was it, probably was, it was divine pushing. intervention for sure. I'm yeah, sure, absolutely. But. He was pushing down Eagles players. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, these are not top-tier receivers, I guess is what I'm getting at. And for us complaining all season about not having our cornerbacks, Ronald Darby, Sidney Jones, who was kind of healthy last year but wasn't in his final form, certainly, and Jalen Mills, who I guess we still didn't have, basically Darby. I thought Darby would be better. That's what I'm getting at. I and, agree. And he did. Got better. The second half overall was better. I think we were looking like the team everybody thought this was going to be in the second half, which 
I would rather have that happen in the second half than the first half. Um, I agree with you. Um, do you think any of that has to do with the lack of preseason time for any of the starter uh, for most of the starters? I think it absolutely has to do with lack of preseason time. I think when you're not taking any snaps at all, offense or defense, it's going to show. You know, that's just how it works. You can't take months off at a time and not, you know, they are working in pre or, uh, you know, training camp and all that. But we're talking about real football action. The crowd is there. It's loud. It's a rivalry game against division. And yeah, it's it's a different time. And if you're not ready for it, that's what's going to happen. Keith Keenum's going to have 380 yards and three touchdowns, which is crazy. Absolutely, but thankfully we came back. We pulled this game out. Um, I'm going to go ahead and move on now to talk about the running back committee. Um, didn't expect to see so much of Darren Sproles. In my, like, at least I didn't think we would. I didn't either. No. Do you, do you like that? I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest with you. Um, just like everyone's been talking up until this game about Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders and then we come out and it's just a lot of Darren Sproles, which is obviously great veteran player, like gotta love him. But it's just like you expected more. And then Jordan Howard comes out, starts to look a little hot, has a couple of good carries back to back, and then we just kind of take him out immediately. And that that just kind of always bothers me when that happens. I agree, hundred percent. I mean, Jordan Howard, six carries, forty-four yards. But the important part on that stat line to me, he averaged seven point three yards a carry. Right. And that's impressive for Jordan Howard because last year he. I mean, I always said he had averaged two yards. It seemed like he'd get him the ball, he gets two yards. I thought he looked really good, and I wish Doug would have put him in the game a little bit more. Um, and especially the thing I was hinting to earlier when we had that fourth down and one, I think it was. Yeah. And Darren Sproles is in the game. A, why? But B, we run a pitch play to him. Oh, yeah, that play was – that was arguably my least favorite thing from this game. Yeah, why would you toss the ball four yards behind the line of scrimmage, grant yourself only half the field, and, you know, just get tackled behind the line when you got Jordan Howard? I mean, this is why we got him, right? To give him the ball and get that tough yard? And yeah, even, the, even the quarterback sneaks were working all game long. It just yeah. seemed like a really ridiculous play call. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't understand that one at all. At the time, I thought it was, was going to cost us. I mean, it yeah. would seem like a very costly mistake. I'm glad it wasn't. But yeah, I, I'm hoping going forward, and I love Darren Sproles obviously more as much as the next guy, but I think going forward, I want to see a lot more Jordan Howard. I want to see a lot more Miles Sanders, who I thought had a pretty good game. Uh, I mean, he could have had a little bit more yards, but he got 11 carries. I think he's getting an appropriate amount of touches. Hopefully he's going to get involved in the pass game a little bit more. He looks and good pass blocking. I want to go ahead and throw that out there. He did, yeah. I know that was did. a concern of his coming out of Penn State, and he looked solid. He was picking up pretty much everything. And on um, even to that to that note, he had the one rushing touchdown that got called back from I think it was Whiteside had a penalty. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. I think that should have counted, but that's not that's against the point. You're exactly right. And he he made a bunch of good moves on that play, shedded some tackles. I yep. he's exciting. I'm excited to see this guy play. And I hope I hope going forward it what we have. Sproles had nine carries, uh Howard yes. had six. That should be flipped, in my opinion. I think we need to see more Jordan Howard and less Darren Sproles. I definitely agree with that. That was one of the things that definitely stuck out to me about this game. Another tidbit for the rushing stats, uh, Alshon Jeffrey scored his first rushing touchdown. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> that bothered me, too, because I had Wentz in fantasy, and I was, yeah, that's, I was really yeah. wanting that to count for him. But... So the people I was watching him with, and they were not happy, but pretty funny. 
pretty funny. That was his first rushing touchdown in what yeah, uh, season, something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy for him. <laughs> you gotta be. So Wentz, how how do you feel about him? I guess what are your your first takes? It, it was such a. It seemed like I watched two different games, dude. I was exhausted by the end of it. Like the first half was so bad for everybody involved, and I was. Trying not to hit the panic button. I'm watching it and I'm sitting and I'm thinking, you know, last year it seemed like we were in this position a lot, right? Like we were down at halftime or at least it was a close game and we just explode in the second half. That's what the Eagles do. And that's exactly what they did this time. Uh, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. 28, 39, 313 yards, three touchdowns. Um, That's a really good game, I think, for Carson Wentz for a lot of question marks. Um, Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think he looked good throwing those deep balls to Deshaun Jackson. Um, I think he was good at getting out of the pocket when he needed to and staying in when he needed to and just rifling that football. I wish he was a little bit more accurate, but he's going to get it. I think I think he's back to uh, to his old form before the injuries. And hopefully yeah, he get another one. I felt like we saw 2018 wins first half and 2018 offense for like a lot of it. And then second half, we definitely saw more of that 2017 vintage Carson Wentz. He was getting out of the pocket, rolling out, extending plays, making good passes in the tight windows. That touchdown to Alshon Jeffrey in the back of the end zone, that throw was Beautiful. tough. He threw that across his body while moving out there, being chased down. Made that, it look easy, That too. looked to me like the old Carson Wentz, and that, that got me really excited at that point for him and the rest yeah. of the season. Hopefully he's going to keep that caliber all season long, and this team's not going to have a problem, I don't think. Uh, the defensive front is just too good, and I mean the offense is too explosive for them to not succeed. But we see the first half, we're going to have a problem. Yeah, but I'm over definitely. it. I'm over it. <laughs> um, impressive for Wentz on third down, though. 12, 13, 197 yards and three touchdowns. You know, That's... you talk about the most crucial down, and he's he's excel- or excelling in it, which is great. Yeah, I mean, all three of his touchdowns being on third down, I don't know what more you can ask from the guy. I just like that it's it could be third and short. He doesn't matter. He's slinging that thing 50 yards to Deshaun Jackson. That's exciting. I, I do love seeing that. That that's kind of like that Nick Foles-ness from last season. Just like yeah. every once in a while Nick would just throw one super far down the field and it's just exciting. He wasn't afraid to take it's those shots. I think Carson's doing a bit more of that now too. Mm-hmm. And you know who did a lot was uh, Michael Vick, even farther back than that, when he had Deshaun Jackson. He just whenever you see him whenever you see a quarterback just cock his shoulder back and you know he's about to just let a missile go. Your heart just kind of gets up for a second. You know, you're like, oh, my gosh, here it comes. And when it's Deshaun Jackson hailing it down, most times he's going to grab it. And it's it's fun to watch. Yep, you just got to get it close to him and he'll make a play. Um, overall, on a different note, I'm, I wasn't too terribly impressed with the defense. Uh, they only had one sack. Uh, I don't think they were getting to the quarterback enough for as much as, you know, we've been preaching of how good these defensive linemen are, uh, especially being led by Fletcher Cox. Hopefully that's going to change. I mean, I know Washington's got a pretty decent offensive line, but they didn't have uh, Trent Williams or whatever his name is. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit worried about that. No, I definitely agree. The defense, they played well, but not as the defense that I feel like we're hyped up to be, at least not yet. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious to see how they progress. I'm curious to see what Jim Schwartz kind of comes up with, like, I don't know. I feel like the corners especially were just kind of all over the place, especially in that first half. Once again, I hate to keep beating that dead horse, but they just it <laughs> seemed like they to. just didn't know what they were doing. And so I don't know. I just hope that that improves and I imagine it will. 
Yeah, I think so too. Um, just looking at these stats too, real quick. Derek Barnett hitting the quarterback three times. I guess that's a good thing. Um, I'm hoping he gets back in the swing of things after that injury. No, definitely. He's such an excited guy. He was a big part of that Super Bowl season that we had. Yeah. So, I mean, final score 32 27, Philadelphia. Uh, shut him out in the third quarter, 14 0. That's pretty good. Uh, I think we only held him to like six yards, too. Something stupid like that. Uh, 1 0 in the division. 1 0. Also, 1 0 is the Dallas Cowboys beating yep. the New York Giants. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think we should be scared of the Cowboys? Yes and no. I, I think they are the biggest threat to the NFC East. Um, and, you know, you just want to go back. That's who beats us. You know, the last two seasons, that's that's who beats us. It's the Cowboys. And I'm hoping that's not going to be the case this year. And I don't think it will be if we can keep this kind of caliber of play going. But, yeah, I, I think there is a, something to be afraid of with the Dallas Cowboys. I think they got a good team. I personally think uh, Dak Prescott is the real deal. I think Amari Cooper's a solid wide receiver. I think Elliott's a good running back. I don't like to be throwing this all out on an Eagles podcast, <laughs> but, you know, my skeletons are coming out of the closet here. Uh, but I think we're better. I think we are, and I think everybody is way too high on the Cowboys after beating the Giants. Like, it's the Giants. Everybody's going to beat the Giants this year. I don't know. I, I agree with you for the most part. The Cowboys, honestly, they look like a solid team to me on Sunday. Like, it kind of surprised me and like struck a note with me like this is a team that could legitimately beat us in the nfc east this year and dak prescott was someone who i i personally not real high on coming to the season but he had a solid day 25 for 32 405 yards four touchdowns like i know it's the giants but that's not a bad yeah. for them. well Ezekiel Elliott you think about back it. after being gone for so long has a pretty big day too I don't know. I think I legitimately think that they're a real threat. I think so, too. And I mean, nobody thought the Redskins were any good. Right. And I'm still not convinced they are. So, <laughs> you know, Dak Prescott overall having a better day than Carson Wentz in week one, which is, uh, yeah, a, l- a little saddening, you know, hurts my heart a little bit. But it is what it is. Uh, the Cowboys and the power rankings moved up a spot. They're six just behind Philadelphia now. They're playing the Redskins next, so oh, okay. pretty pretty Back-to-back easy start games. here for the yeah pretty easy start I would say for Have the you Cowboys. Seen their third game is Miami. Oh my god, yeah. So probably a three zero start for Dallas if I had to guess. I would, I would imagine so, unless if the Redskins surprise us next next week and who knows, yeah, man. I guess I'm hoping. I don't know if I'm hoping this now that I'm saying it <laughs> out loud, but oh, no. it would be more reassuring if they are. Better than what I thought they were. The Redskins? That way, yes. Because then the Eagles don't look so bad in that first half. But I don't I guess know. That's I, I, don't think they're very, I don't think they're very good, <laughs> if I'm being I mean, honest. Especially now that Geis is hurt. Yeah, I think that definitely hurts, for sure. And I don't... The decision for them not to play Adrian Peterson was just another thing that... I know this is totally off-topic here, but that blew my mind. Also, Malik Jackson... Uh, ending up on season-ending IR for the Eagles. Um, they caught him in a boot after the game. Um, big hit to the depth, but once you think about it, like probably not the worst person to get hurt. I hate saying that about anybody, but it, it, at least it wasn't Fletcher Cox, I guess is all yeah. I'm saying. Um, Akeem Spence, University of Illinois, uh, comes in now. He will be 
backing up, I'm guessing, all of that depth. I've heard some rumors about Chris Long possibly making a return, which that doesn't make a lot of sense to me since Malik Jackson's a defensive tackle mm-hmm. and Chris <laughs> Long's a defensive end. But, hey, anything to get him back in an Eagles jersey, I'd be down. Oh, I'd love to see that. That man, absolutely a legend in Philly. Uh, the Eagles play the Falcons Sunday night. It's pretty exciting stuff. Getting back on primetime television. And uh, the Eagles generally pretty good on Sunday night football. Facing a what people thought would be a pretty high caliber Falcons offense. They obviously lost 28 to 12 week one against the Vikings. Um, what, uh, what kind of predictions you got for that? Uh, that's a good question. I definitely have to take the Eagles. Uh, we beat them at the beginning of last season too. And I don't think this is going to be a problem for Philly. My prediction, Philly, Philly, 28 Falcons, 18. I thought you were going to give the exact same score of the <laughs> the Vikings Falcons. Oh no, <laughs> twenty to twelve. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like Philly in this one too. I think. Uh, I mean, if if they can't even contain Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, I don't know what they're going to do with with Deshaun Jackson just running past the secondary and hopefully Wentz keeping that form. Dalvin Cook ran all over him, hundred eleven yards. So this might be a good game for Jordan Howard. Maybe get him a little bit more involved on the ground and. I think the biggest thing is we need to get Matt Ryan. You know, the guy threw 46 passes. That's a lot of passes. That is but if you get a guy in his face, yeah, you get some guys in his face while he's trying to throw it, it's going to be good things for the Eagles, I think. So this has been Calvin Hayes putting Colin Rudisill talking to you about your 2019 Philadelphia Eagles. I uh, got the win over Washington this week. Uh, excited to see what happens in week two against Atlanta. Uh, so we'll be back to talk to you then. Until then, have a good week.